We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. All right, there's one more name if I didn't bring it up because we were, didn't get a chance to rank him because the transfer didn't happen. But Jay Rodriguez um, into Burnley. When you say no, do you mean he's not going to play or no, you're not interested or both? He's not in my 201. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, a two-time finalist for the Fantasy Sports Raiders Association Podcast of the Year Award. For some of the best daily and season-long fantasy soccer tools in the industry, including detailed stats packages, projections, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Premier League Fantasy Soccer Podcast, FPL, if you want for short. Uh, my name is Mike Gottlieb, your host as always, and with me is Andrew Laird, the brains of the operation. Andrew, we did a lot of updates to our rankings, and what do you know? Uh, news happens after we post it. Isn't that always how it is? <laughs> There's a reason why we committed to updating them um <laughs> even though it, it the worst part is when something big happens like the day after you or the day of that you post but yeah um i also do uh our season-long projections which are currently up on the site for anybody who's interested uh and 
those I pretty much update throughout the day because there's just like, it seems silly to update those like once a week. And, uh, the way I do them, uh, inevitably makes me start tweeting things out that, um, I think people don't necessarily, I want to think that people don't necessarily think about, um, and we'll talk about some of those players and the reason why I kind of try to, uh, it's not trolling at all, but it's like, you know, I try to at least make people think of things in, an, in a slightly different way, because I think, uh, some of these transfers, we get very excited about players and people just kind of start throwing out like, Oh, he's a lock for 15 goals. And it's like, yeah. well, you need to think about like really, <laughs> it, it's not even, I mean, the, the player in question is, is uh, Sebastian Holler who just came over from West Ham. Um, or came over to West Ham, excuse me. Um, and there was a little back and forth that we were uh, a part of uh, with John Wallen, who um, the, my <laughs> contribution is a little different than, than what you were contributing. My uh, maybe because I understood what we were talking about. Um, but <laughs> the... <laughs> The, he never mentioned farting. We'll, we'll go. We'll go into it. Editor. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, we. I mean, we can go into it. But basically, he was. John made the argument that um, Haller could be like the best West Ham forward we've seen in a decade, which really doesn't say much. I mean, the the line of guys who have gone in there and have completely failed is not short. Um, but Andy Carroll, right? Andy Carroll comes to mind. Although, ironically, um, so John does most of his stuff with a view on. Uh, fan tracks, which is which their I believe their standard scoring follows what Taga used to do, where John used to work, and um, the the single still does. I don't know. But anyway, this, this, they, this, they, they still exist. Anyway, go ahead. This the stat that always drove me the craziest on Taga was aerial duels because like there are a lot of dumb stats in soccer, and that's one of them. Like it, it's a very arbitrary thing that theoretically is there to help guys like help center backs. Cause they get a lot of them, but it also artificially inflates guys like Christian Benteke, who I love. I mean, he's my guy, but like, there's no reason that he should have more value than somebody who scores like four goals. So, um, the, the tweet that John used to start this whole conversation about Sebastian Haller is, was about his, actual goal scoring and his assists in the Bundesliga. Uh, but the final thing was that he led them in aerial duels. And I, that was like, I was like, Oh, well, of course he's going to be this fan tracks all-star because of these aerial duels. And that just go, went into the whole conversation of what, um, what kind of player he is and guys who come over from the Bundesliga. And, you know, you brought the point that like nece- guys don't necessarily translate that quickly from Germany to England. Uh, I think part of it is that you're um, bitter about Kevin De Bruyne from years ago, but there's a, so there was this lit, you know, we were going back and forth sharing gifts of guys who succeeded. He obviously included Roberto Firmino because that's his guy. Um, And, you know, there were a number of others that were included, but that even wasn't the conversation I wanted to have about Haller specifically because um, I think people are getting very excited about like, oh, it's a West Ham goal scorer, not realizing that there are guys on West Ham who can score goals and there are only like so many goals that can go around, um, which inevitably made me tweet this 
question of who would score more goals this year, Haller or Glenn Murray. And it's not over yet, but Haller has like a commanding lead. And I don't think it should be that commanding. So for me, yeah, and I took the conversation and it's not, first of all, it's not just Kevin De Bruyne, right? Like, of course not, but he, I think he, that's your bitterness. Well, act, I mean, if you look at Chelsea's history from the Bundesliga, it's terrible. He's just, he's just one, he's just one of many example, but actually Kevin De Bruyne, like that's, that's the opposite where he kind of left and came back and, and was better with the, with a different team. But my, you know, you can go, go back to like Claudio Pizarro, right? Like who was terrible. <laughs> uh, you can go to Andre Sherla, who was not terrible, but underperformed for multiple clubs in the Premier League, not just Chelsea. Um, he hasn't been that great in the Bundesliga, in fairness. Better. He was significantly better. But my better. point, my point is, you know, it, it, you know, this, this, I mean, let, 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 I mean, I, I, the first example I gave John was from his team was like, well, Naby Keita was supposed to be this amazing midfielder, wasn't. Um, Easy. He wasn't. He was supposed to be, especially for even in Taga scoring, right? He was supposed to be this Taga darling because he was a mixture of defensive and offensive stats. Didn't do any of them. Barely struggled for playing time. Got hurt too, but also struggled for playing time. Um, I'm, I, I'm skeptical, particularly of Bundesliga guys, because the league is very open. I mean, more open than most. And it's not like it's Spain where there's like a, it's a very technical league. Right, and you develop those technical skills and build up play, and you know intricate passing and moving. You know, in in Germany, it's just it, it's a super open game focused on the development of young players, and it does that very well. May I add? Sure. Um, you know, and, and and it's not to take anything against the Bundesliga. It's just when you go to the Premier League, where the game is a more physical, b called way differently. First of all, there was no VAR in England until this year. But, you know, it's just a more physical game in general. And that open kind of play closes up real quick, even, especially against the teams that are lower in the table. Um, and it, it's, not as, it's not as easy to score goals. It's that plain and simple. Uh, I'll use a line that my brother uses a lot, even though he's just a simpleton when it comes to soccer analysis, is if you're in Germany and you're really good, you're going to go to Bayern Munich. Well, right. I mean... like, like Bayern Munich won't let you leave the country. So, like, yeah, that's my brother's very simplified analysis. Um, he's he's also the same person who says Sadio Mane is too fast for himself to score goals. So, you know, he has some he has some some stud analysis and some dud analysis too. <laughs> so, you know, it's um, you know, it, it, and there are obviously exceptions to this, right? You know, when you look at Arsenal with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang and when Mkhitaryan was healthy and actually playing well. Right, like, like they they both looked pretty good, uh, you know, in their stints. So, you know, and then but then you have the guys like Shinji Kagawa. You have yeah, there's Chicharito. examples. Chicharito, Chicharito had had spurts at least, right? Where? Uh, well, even at West Ham, right? Like, wait, like, at, it, it, well, man, Manchester United, he was a great super sub. All right, I don't want to yeah. get that twisted. Whenever there was a big goal scored by a substitute by Manchester United, it was him, right? So he played a role. And he was good at what he did, but um, my main objection is just you know oh you know put him right in, score this many goals, just like you said before, right? Where no, and then secondly, when you combine that with the fact you know 
Manuel Lansing will score a few goals, not that many. But, you know, is he going to unseat Mikel Antonio because he's been playing well in preseason? Of course, Mikel Antonio will unseat himself when he gets hurt in, uh, inevitably. But there's other players there that score goals, to your point. Uh, Felipe Anderson being the one who's probably going to be the first name off most people's lists. But I see the excitement level for West Ham, right? And we try to reach that every single season, right? Like every single season, like, oh, West Ham, finally going to make that jump with the new stadium, right? I did it last year. I fall into this trap many a time. You love it, yeah. Yeah, I love this trap, especially when Andy Carroll starts as the number nine. But that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> but you know, we, we were all big on Aaron Cresswell. We were big on Arthur Masuaku. I mean, this list can go down the ranks of West Ham, right? We 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 have we have touted many a West Ham player in the past. It's just not. They're not in a great situation to be this offensive dynamo, right? Like, there's going to be at least six or seven teams, right, that that are going to be better offensively, right? And I mean significantly. And then add add to that that West Ham still need to shore up things at the back, like Lucas Fabianski led the league in saves, right? Like that's not an accident. So when when we think about West Ham overall as a team, right, they also have to keep, you also have to keep in mind that, you know, all these offensive players that we talk about, they may not all start at the same time either. Oh, yeah. So, and that was kind of, really my point with with Haller like I before I go into that um when I was updating my projections today I uh was googling Chicharito transfer news because I was like I wonder who he's like being um rumored with now if you just type in Chicharito the third thing it like search result is why is Chicharito famous which I kind of <laughs> I loved it hold but, on I want to see what mine are on an incognito browser so I can just see what the autocompletes are. Yes. But anyway, so, you know, you're, you're going through this thing. There are only so many minutes that can be spread around. And like you said, like they have a lot of players. Like you didn't even mention Andre Yarmolenko, who was like really good, was hurt for most of last season, but is fully fit again. So you have guys like, like, I don't think they have. Another Bundesliga transfer, by the way. Uh, yeah, but he was good before I know, the Bundesliga. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, he's, he's not he's young. He's also a so, Russian league transfer. Right. Yeah, I know. I got it. But anyway, so um, I think he played in Croatia, actually. Um, not Croatia. Uh, the Ukraine. Kiev? Um, so, was he Kiev? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that you say that, um, I don't know. What else? <laughs> it was a while ago. But anyway, so you, have, you have all these players. You have uh, Haller, Yarmolenko, and Antonio, and Chicharito, who can all start in the nine. Obviously, they're not all, they, they can't all do that. Antonio probably won't because you have all these other options. But even behind that, like you have Felipe, you have Robert Snodgrass, who actually played a decent amount last year. Lanzini played when he came back. Uh, they signed Pablo Fornals. They've got Mark Noble, who like still plays a ton. Uh, Declan Rice is there. So like those guys tend to be more defensive, but like there's still minutes that they are taking up. Uh, and so when you look at it, you're like, oh, well, Haller's definitely going to start 35 matches. And it's like, you know, the only way he starts 35 if, he's, if he comes out really hot, because theoretically like Chicharito is going to be the starter right away. Like Haller was the club record signing, but he also is three days in the club at most. And he's got this transition to the Premier League. And so I think when you all of a sudden you break down the minutes, because that's essentially how my projections work, 
but like you have to distribute the minutes out and then you have to distribute the goals out because West Ham only is going to score a certain number of goals. They're not going to score a hundred goals like Man City. And so when you finally break it down and even that you have to break down, like Mark Noble is going to score a few goals because like, that's just what he does. Like he gets Takes penalties. Right. And so like you have a lot of guys who just like happen to get a few. And by the end of the, by the time you put those out and you're like, oh, well, Chicharito probably scores six. And now you have like seven goals left for three guys. And it's like, you, you have to like really look at this breakdown of like who is scoring the goals for West Ham. And they have a lot of guys who can score like a few goals and every few goals that these guys score are fewer that can go to Haller. Yeah. Whereas and Brighton doesn't have anybody but Glenn Murray. <laughs> For well, actually, that's not even um, that's not even a guarantee anymore. The new manager at Brighton, it could be the 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 final nail in the career coffin of Glenn Murray. I mean, haven't we said this like five years in a row? Like, I know. Why is I know. He still, like, I know. USL's Look, Glenn Murray. You're, ta- is, uh, you're talking to a guy who has selected Glenn Murray as his third forward in FPL in the yeah. official game as of right now. I mean, he's I my know third he forward in the. Uh, we did a, a FPL draft uh, during the Rotowire Vegas trip, and Glenn Murray was my third forward. Yeah, and for me, actually, <laughs> we're going to talk about another third forward that got all the news today. Um, but we'll, there was a decent amount of noise made after a meaningless game, which always happens. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, it involves Manchester United. Mm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I, know where you, I know you know where I'm going. Yeah. So, you know, for me, when I think of West Ham, right, unless you think they're going to be this offensive powerhouse that scores boatloads of goals, you have to factor that into the, fa- into the equation that there's only so many people who play at one time, right? right? The maximum of 14 in a game, right? The 11 starters, three subs. So you spread all of that, you spread those minutes out and you have to then say, okay, realistically, you know, when you distribute these goals, is it all going to come from one person? No, unlikely. And at West Ham, like you were touting, you know, it's going to be a more equal distribution than most other clubs yeah. because they all do their thing. Yep. And, I mean, I also think that they'll take a step back in goal scoring. I just, I agree. Yeah, because they have to shore up that defense. They do not want Lucas Fabianski leading the league in saves. They just don't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a positive. Like they're like, oh, he's the save leader. It's like you 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 don't want that. Yeah, and why is that? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> why is he making all these saves? Right. Because the right. defense is crap. But like, so, if you just think of like of the the reasonable number of clubs that will that could score more goals than West Ham. If you like go through the list and that's not saying like all of these teams will score more goals, but like when you really go through and be like which team if if I showed you a list at the end of the season and said like Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, like those are the easy ones that probably score more than than West Ham, but if I told you like Burnmouth, Leicester, Everton, Wolves, Southampton, like all of a sudden they're like the 12th highest scoring team or 13th, yeah. right? And there's still Watford and Crystal Palace. Like it's, it's not crazy that they're going to be, that they'll be in the bottom half of goals and now distribute those out. You know, in a Seinfeldian world, they'd be even Steven, I exactly. think at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they are the zero goal differential team. They could be. Um, and so, I'm, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
it's just that I think, it, especially after the new stadium, um, West Ham desired more. I just don't think they're going to get there yet. They have a lot they of don't. very good players and really don't have like that many goal scorers. And if you're like, well, now they have one, and it's like, okay, they have one. They and... have a lot of they have a lot of known players. I'm not going to say that they're all good players. They might be known mm. for a specific thing, right? So, you know, when we talk about Mark Noble, right, he's known for some things, but is he an overall good midfielder? No, not no. really. Like, not really. You know, when we talk about like. Uh, you know, other midfielders that they've had over the years, like the they've had the Chico Coyotes, the Pedro Obiangs, right? Like they're all known for something, but they're not known for like being all around really good. And they have one who's <laughs> really known now who's not that good, Jack Wilshire. I thought you were gonna say Declan Rice. I'm like, oh, no. whoa, that's Rice a, is that's, actually good. He actually is good, but they <clears throat> yeah, don't know where no. he's gonna play. Right. Which is which is the which is the microcosm of West Ham to me, right? Your actual I, good player that everybody wants. That everybody wants, you, yeah. He'll play. You, you you don't sell, but you also don't know where he's going to be. Is he a center back? Is he a central midfielder? Are they going to play him on the full at a fullback? I've seen uh, as far as rumors. I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, fi- figure it out, right? Like, but that's what that's what gets in West Ham's way. They have a lot of known pieces, right? And they've kind of you know risen to fame in the in West Ham bubbles but I meant that actually more cleverly than I thought yeah I was gonna but say you, you definitely um, didn't mean to do that but you landed right into it yeah I landed into something really clever <laughs> um but for West Ham they you know Manuel Lanzini he's known for some things but he's not getting back on defense you know and, and when you combine that with like a Felipe Anderson on the outside He's not getting back on defense. Sebastian Haller not getting back on defense. Mikel Antonio will injure himself getting back on defense. But it's it, it's a whole lot of people at one time who won't come back and play the other half of the game, and that's why they lead. That's why they give up a lot of you know shot opportunities and also goals too. But that's why I don't think all of them are going to play at the same time, and it's going to be more evenly distributed, like you were saying before. Yeah. West Ham, like, like they, they they have players that people know. But are they actually really good? And the answer to that, to me, most of the time is no. I mean, even if they're not, I mean, even if they are good, like even if they're all good, then you still have the problem that there are too many of them. They can't all play. So like, what do you do then? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't think anything makes anyone more nervous than saying the West Ham rotation, right? Like, I don't think that's really going to make people super nervous or it's going to be, you know, I don't think anyone's going to have enough shares in that to make that, you know, really frightening. But, I mean, do you think that there's going to be some kind of huge rotational risk of West Ham players, especially up front? Uh, I think I think early on it'll be Chicharito and Haller and, unless they sell Chicharito. But even then, like... You think yeah, they play two up front? I don't think there's... Well, I, I mean, I have no idea. I, I just meant they would be sharing time like i think oh, gotcha. other than felipe and probably the defenders but even then like winston reed is fit again who knows if he'll play but like Uh-oh. theoretically you have felipe cresswell when he's fit and i think fredericks probably starts at right back but even that like pablo zabaleta somehow still gets minutes um i think like there's legitimate competition at every spot and no clear-cut guy. Like, if you want, I think Declan Rice Arthur probably. Masuasku. I think Declan Rice probably gets most of the playing time in that like holding midfield. But then you have with Noble. With Mark Noble. 
with Noble, Wilshire, and Carlos Sanchez battling for that other spot. Woof. And Carlos Sanchez is pretty good. But he is but like, he? Hold on a second. Is he? Yeah, he is. He is. He's All a good right. player. Um, but then you have like that mid, that attacking midfield. Like you have a Felipe, so then you have Snodgrass who probably plays on the wing. You have Lanzini. You have uh, Fornals who could play for Lanzini or Snodgrass if they bring him inside. Like they just have too many guys that even if we see like a, a clear 11 at the beginning of the season, like if you told me three games in, they made six changes, like I'd be like, yeah, because they have all these guys. It's, it, yeah, it, it, but I think a lot of them are just another guy than anything else. Yeah, I mean, most of the league is just another guy, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't it just means I'm I'm probably gonna not have a lot of shares of West Ham outside of Felipe Anderson, right? But including, that's where some, everybody's including going. some. Uh, yeah, fine, fair. I'll take I'll take I'll take the 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 really thick branch on this one, <laughs> the really thick limb to go out on. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, yeah, I, I, you're, that's kind of what I keep going back with these projections, like. It just makes you really consider like who who is doing all this stuff on on these teams because there's only a finite number of minutes and a finite number of stats that the whole team can accumulate and you have to distribute those out and when you're like oh well so and so is going to get all the goals like goals are pretty in terms of like the number of guys on each team who score like it's a pretty wide net like that doesn't mean like everybody's scoring five but if you have three guys with two. Six goals that are not going to somebody else. Yeah. So another player that's made news that um, you know we ranked we ranked you know we, we had a little bit of a wide ranking berth between us, but Kieran Trippier, who you used or we used in the picture with Harry Kane for the rankings, uh, no longer in the Premier League. Yeah. He's at Atletico Madrid now. Uh, this also is just a huge shakeup to the the top end defenders, right? Because Kieran Trippier's been, well, last year was a little bit of a down year, but previously, he's been my guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's been one of my ride or dies. So, um, it kind of hurts. I feel a little pained. Um, I don't think it's very just. I don't think that he had. I, I think that there were lots of things that contributed to Spurs last year. Trippier being a little bit of that. But the replacement of like Serge Aurier is not exactly going to be the knight in shining armor here. You know, he's a red card waiting to happen in the Premier League. But you also have Kyle Walker Peters, so the return of Kyle Walker and also a Peters. So And Juan Foyth. Whatever. Um Oh, you don't you're not a Foyth No, I'm not a Foyth I'm not a Foyth guy. Oh, I think Foyth plays more than Kyle Walker Peters. I'll give you that. But I, I, I you know, I, that's fine with me. I don't think I actually don't think for fantasy Premier League purposes any of them are too powerful. Yeah, you'd rather the center backs. It, or you, well, I mean, or you'll it, take well, Ben it, Davis yeah. if Danny Rose gets sold. Yeah, which is which is looking like it's going to happen, but for for fantasy Premier League purposes, right? Foyth, Walker Peters, REA, all 0.5 less than every other defender on Spurs. Who project to actually have a decent amount of clean sheets, and uh, you know when you look at the Premier League, right? They're one of the better defenses. Yeah, I mean it's you just know, a tricky. It's a tricky spot because there's no. I mean, I think Ari probably gets a majority of the starts, but the other, th- the, at least the center backs, 
um, feel yeah. more secure, although they could also play three in the back. That was the one I was just about to bring up. And none of those three project to be Foyt, Walker, Peters, and Arie would project to be the right back in that scenario. The right, right wing back. The right wing back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, Pochettino kind of can do what he wants. He has the players. There's, but it was funny. I saw some tweet before. They were like, boy, Spurs are going in like without their two starting. Uh, they, or they could be without their two like fullbacks from last year and Trippier and Rose because Rose isn't traveling with them right now. He's trying to get a move, although they say if a move doesn't come, then he's going to stay. But it's like I don't think the, the drop from Trippier and Rose – to Aurier and Davis are that is that big and it might actually be better now it would I think they'll be better defensively I don't I think offensively it is a jump down or a drop down yeah I don't disagree with that so you know when you're talking about paying five and a half or you know you kind of want more offensive punch than that right it's the reason why we don't like Juan Bissaka there's no offensive potential there yeah I mean The the weird thing about Trippier is that we he like he wasn't that great in the attack. Like he never shot, and he sent in like a ton of these crosses that never found anybody. Like, <laughs> he did do that. Yeah, he was so definitely like, a DraftKings a lot a, a very right. a very DraftKings friendly right back. Right. He he's a very attacking fullback who doesn't get on the score sheet that much. And yeah, so it's was, one of those that, like, would you rather his one goal and three assists, or would you rather Shane Duffy's four goals? I, you know, I think, I think, with I think last year, I'd have to look up his numbers from two years ago when Harry Kane was fully healthy for the season. He had five assists. Right. Yeah. Okay. Better, but not not great. Right. He had point. He had five, five, and three. Those are his last three Premier League uh, seasons. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, it, yeah, he's definitely more of a cross guy than he is a goal and assist guy. But I, I wonder where that would rank among defenders anyway, as far as assists. I mean, there's not that many defenders that go like double-digit assists or anything like that. that, that not you know, unless he, they play he, for he, Liverpool. Thank you. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, Andy Robertson, another one of my guys. But um, you know, it's it, it's going to be something that when we look at Spurs' defense this year, you're going to be drafting that defense – clean sheets you're not going to be drafting it for offensive output right if you're i mean unless you want to pay the seven flat for either uh, for either alexander arnold or andy robertson i don't know if there's a lot of offensive punch that's of any kind of value you know when you look at like the luca digne or when you look at uh, ricardo Pereira, when you look at you know any, anyone like that who's in like the six six and a half range or you know maybe even Ben Chilwell at five and a half. There's some offensive punch there, but it's not going to be the like. There is a very clear separation between offensive output from the Liverpool uh, fullbacks compared to everybody else. Um, I mean they definitely separate themselves. Like there's no question about that. But like I think you're but yeah under... you put Luca Digne Luca Digne first. Yeah yeah yeah. He had four goals last year. Yeah, he took some free kicks. That right, but, but, and he'll have them again. I'm just saying. Alexander-Arnold and yeah. Robertson combined for one. Like, the, the, the goals, <laughs> like, you get goals from shots, and he gets those opportunities, and so... He does. He does. Yeah. I'll give you that. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't deny that. Uh, 
while we were on the Tottenham train here, uh, you know, I, I think there's, I think if you choose any of the defenders that we just mentioned, you're not going to be like too upset. But I'm just, I, the only point that I had is that there's, I think there is a real separation, and the and the difference in pricing is justified. However, uh, I want to with um, another Spurs player here because we never really got to talk about him, but that is uh, the new midfield addition, someone they actually spent some money on. Can you believe it? Um, so, uh, uh, Tenge Dombele, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you read like, when you read like the who scored, when you see like the, like the, the pre-prepared, um, sizzle reel, right. He looks pretty good. Yeah. He's but, very good. Yeah. It, but when it translates to like the counting stats that you use in FPL, right. In FPL draft, which is what we primarily focus on. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's what, that's what, cause like he loved, he loves to, he loves to connect uh, with players and, you know, ma- you know, transition from back to front. Right. And he's very good at that. Um, but when we look at FPL prospects, right, I think both of us kind of like, like easy, relax guys. Yeah. He, and he comes in at six flat. So yeah. the, the game thinks so too. Yeah. I mean, he's just a, he's a defensive midfielder who in league Un was able to get 13 assists in two seasons uh, and he doesn't really shoot. He scored two goals last year in the Champions League, uh, but he only had one in in Ligue 1 on 31 shots, and he only put seven of those on goal. Like he, the yeah. the attacking upside just isn't there. And so expecting it, like, oh, he's going to all of a sudden start scoring now, and it's like, well, that's if you go in thinking like he's good for a few goals, you're you're doing this with the underlying belief that what he did in Ligue 1, playing for one of the top teams in Ligue 1, uh, has no bearing on a transfer to the Premier League, and he'll actually be a better attacking player now. Yeah, he's ranked, uh, you know, from the price standpoint, the same as Eric Lamello, who is not going to get a ton of playing time. So right. just, uh, just when you think about the offensive output, that's where the game thinks he's going to be, and I don't think that that's too far off. I mean, I think just because of minutes, he might get some better offensive output than Lamella. But well, yeah, I mean, he'll play. It's, he'll it's play not because of role, right? He'll play a ton yeah, it's more. Not because of role. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, just yeah. not there. Um, so I, the trippier thing I actually wanted to go back to for a quick second. Um, no, please do. And it's about this uh, draft that we did in Las Vegas. So, for a little background, um, we Rotowire does a trip to Las Vegas every year. We do it over the Major League Baseball All Star break because nothing usually is going on. Uh, MLS usually ruins that, but they didn't this year. But anyway, um, there's usually a fantasy, a few fantasy football drafts. And this year they did a fantasy basketball draft and a fantasy Premier League draft. So we did it down by the pool. I tweeted a picture out um, to just kind of, it wasn't even humble bragging. I was literally just bragging that we were doing this by a pool in Las Vegas. But there were eight of us in this league. Um, not So we cover significantly more leagues than just the premier league. And so admittedly this draft was done by a few people who follow, who, you know, focus on other leagues. They know the premier league because if you're involved in soccer, everybody knows the premier league. But, um, the funny thing was, is that, uh, we do this all effectively blind, except they all had our rankings. And so like I'm drafting against people who are using my rankings and your rankings. And so, it was like, oh, well, Laird has this guy next, so I'll take him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I was kind of hoping to get that guy myself. Like, obviously, because 
they're my rank. They're all, yeah, they're all really smart. Right. So, um, we go through this draft and there was a guy in it who ended up with, uh, Christian Erickson, uh, Trippier and Lukaku. And he sent this, he sent like his draft list to a friend of his and he's like, Oh man, like you're going to lose Lukaku and Erickson. Like they're gone. And while it looks like Lukaku's probably leaving, like the Erickson talk is dead now. Um, but it was funny to see like he IM me this morning and he's like, wait, Trippier is the one who's gone now. And like, now he's down a guy. And it was like, what was funny is that like, like there was some early summer talk about Trippier, but like there was nothing really that concrete and any talk seemed to be having him go to Italy, not Spain. And then of like all the teams in Spain to go to like Atletico Madrid for signing an English defender who like really doesn't defend. It was just like a, it's a very puzzling move, but, uh, it's just like, that's what happens when you do people like, you know, if you're not super into soccer and they're like, Oh, you just do like an early draft. And it's like, you can do an early draft and then half your team is gone by the time the season starts. Yeah. Oh, it can be real painful. Right. It's and like, so, it's, it's like Las Vegas. Your luck can change that quick. Right. Right. And then it's like, do we open it up to the, you know, guys who, uh, who may transfer in and somebody was like, Oh, well it like could, could Neymar come in? And it's like, no. And you're just ruining the draft at this point. Um, We've done those as well. Uh, and so oh, I just, God, I yeah. felt bad for but people because, will draft like Leo Messi in the 14th right. round, just in case, just in case. Yeah. But I felt bad because the guy who ended up with Erickson, Lukaku and Trippier is probably the one who like knows, follows the league the least. And here he is like possibly down three of 15 players to start the season, but two are still there. Two are still there. It's still early friend. Right. You can do it. Right. Chin up. But anyway, what were you saying that's before all, I went back all, on that? That's all I got. For, that's all I yeah. got for that situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> no, it, it, what I mean, what I'm thinking, right? And there's, you know, yeah, the, there's been a, the couple of news points that we've hit on to. I'm just gonna get to it now, right? I'm trying to remember his name. Is it Mason Greenwood? I keep just forgetting. Like, well, what's going on with Manchester United because they're such a mess? Because you brought up Lukaku, and I'm like, oh, Manchester United yeah, yeah. forwards. Yeah. Like, the, the the Manchester United forward that's rated at, what is it, like four flat, something mm-hmm, like that? Mm-hmm. Re- early reports today is, hey, he might start. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So I, I might start, too, if they sign me and they decide they just want to lose every game. You know, <laughs> I It's not really going to happen. But From, from what I gathered, um, OGS, like, said it, that, like, he could start. The first game, um, which I believe is against Chelsea. And then he it scored is. a goal today. Um, he looked like I saw like a... Um, did he score two? Did he score two? Oh, I, I only saw the first one. It looked like he was like Carl Lewis running down the field. And then he scored... Oh, no, I'm sorry. He hit the post. So he didn't even score in the highlight that I saw. But, I mean, this is a player who you could have on your team who was facing one of the better teams in the Premier League and he could not start again. Like if Manchester United goes into this season, like we're going to start Mason Greenwood this season, um, they're in trouble. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Lukaku's not fit, and so um, yeah, he he's not fit in that he's try, in Italy trying to leave the team. Right, right, right. sure, right. sure. I'm sure he's plenty fit. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's no way, and like Alexis Sanchez is not fit and may never be. Uh, but like. Are you? Are they going to go with like Greenwood, Rashford, and Martial? Martial. That's the. That's, that's what we're going Death. with. Death. 
That's death. That, that, that's death. You know, uh, because and then you're going to have what? Like, I mean, I would I would have thought you would have had Juan Mata, who you just signed to a contract for a reason. Maybe. You know, you got they know. But Greenwood you know, was, Pog was awesome not a, in the last game of the season last year against Cardiff. Yeah, scored four points. And that was it. Like, that's all we've seen. And like, I, I, I get why people want to get really excited about this. But I, I mean, if you want a third forward who won't play and doesn't cost you much, he's the best one you can get. For sure. I'll give you that. 4.5 for, 4. for the third forward that you're likely not going to play. You know what? You can do a lot worse than that at 4.5. You really can. Yeah, you could strike gold there. He could become the starter with Rashford up front if they do like a 4-4-2 kind of thing. Or they're going to put one of those guys out wide. But I, I, I think mean, it's not going to translate to a ton of goals for United? No. I, th- I think if you if he is the starter all season uh, and has like a double-digit goal tally, it's going to be like one of the greatest seasons by a young player like ever. It's going to be like the you're literally banking on five player ever. Right. You're banking on like an unprecedented contribution from a player on yeah. a team that like ha- theoretically has a budget for players that are not him. <laughs> and yeah. so if you're going to go, if you're going to do an FPL team, that's anchored by like three really expensive players Right, if you're gonna do like a Salah, Kane, Obama Yang team, right? Greenwood's gonna be on your roster as the third forward because you have to cut money somewhere. Right. Right. And you're gonna do that you're gonna do it at least there and also at the uh fifth defender spot, right? You're gonna at least do the minimum viable option at, at those positions, right? right? You're never gonna play them, but that's the sacrifice you make for doing this more of a stars and scrubs quote mm-hmm. unquote mm-hmm. alignment. Yeah. I just I just don't see the, the playing time there. I'll say, let's just say, Andrew, for the sake of argument, Mason Greenwood starts with Marcus Rashford and Martial up front in a front three scenario of some kind. Still, in that scenario, 38 games of all of that, your optimistic output for Mason Greenwood is what? <laughs> four In and that four. scenario, that never happens. Right, four and four. Exactly. Um, exactly. Even in the best case scenario, it's not that great. Yeah. I I need to amend what I said before about this highlight that I saw because I just realized it was not Mason Greenwood who I was watching. It was the other guy, Daniel James. <laughs> it was James. He does look good though, I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean he's not the right he's not the same player, no. but he's six point as a midfielder. I know. Yeah, As I don't a midfielder who's actually a fullback. Yeah, I, I mean, the, this one they started Rashford up front and James and Greenwood were on the wings with Mata in the 10. And I just don't... If if, if that's what they're doing this season, they're, they're in, in trouble. a lot of trouble. They're in trouble week one if they do that. Right. I mean, Chelsea, scored aren't, off the Chelsea aren't that good and they'll take advantage of that. Right. But I mean, this is the time of season where we're going to overreact to anything right. in any preseason because it's the only thing we get to see, right? Like, you know, you you ranked Mason Mount, and I had to do everything in my power not to. I can't believe you didn't. <laughs> I just didn't want to be a homer. Uh, yeah. because... <laughs> What's funny is you're going to say that, like, all season, and I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I was on him first. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't even put him in the top 201. 
I know I couldn't. If it was two hundred and two, he would have been. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think that's true either. Yeah, I don't think but... so. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, going to Chelsea though. Everyone keeps saying that Callum Hudson the door is going to be ready. I just keep telling people like, why? Like, why, like, why would you do that? Yeah. He, like, unless, um, unless they've invented a new way of curing that injury that no one has ever discovered before and that every NBA player needs to flock to, right? You I, know, as if the NBA players don't have access to these kinds of doctors. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. I, I was talking to somebody about Callum Hudson-Odoi and Ruben Loftus-Cheek because the initial, like, reports for the two of them is that they suffered the same injury. Yeah. Um, and... We were kind of going through it, and given the the timeline of when they're recovering, because they they, they hurt themselves like fairly close to each other um, in time, not in actual space. But um, uh, Callum Hudson Adoy, like they were, ta- they're talking about like September, but Loftus Cheek is so much further away, and I'm starting to wonder. I feel like understandably that maybe they did not suffer the same. Thing. I don't know how transparent they have to be about those kind of not things. Not at all. Literally yeah, not at so, all. Yeah. He could have broken his foot, and they would be like, oh, it's a torn tourniquet. He could have broken his wrist, and they'd be like, oh, he's a broken toe. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more like hockey where it's everyone has an upper or a right. lower body injury. Right. Yeah. So, you know. They it's... consider the hand lower body because if you're dangling, they're actually below your waist. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's an outer. It's an outer body injury because you can't score with your hands. Now, right, um, right. now, I saw a headline today, and I wondered what year it was. Like, did I was this was this like an in case you missed it or like a throwback Wednesday or a way back Wednesday kind of a deal? But Ravel Morrison's back. Yeah, sure is. Did you sure see that? Is. I did see that. I have him projected for zero minutes. <laughs> I, I, I haven't even. I just it. wondered what year it was. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was like, is Jermaine Genus next? Like, like what, what is going on here? Um, I just wanted to mention a Sheffield United headline because I just we haven't talked about them at all because they're probably going to be team number twenty this year. Um, yes, yes, they're going to be really bad. Did you know where he came from? Like, if somebody like before this was like Sheffield's going to sign Ravel Morrison, do, where is he now? I, I don't know. It's, I, I, if I had to guess, it was someplace like Leeds. Um, it was uh, Ostersunds in Sweden. Excellent. Excellent. That's exactly where he should be coming from. Mm-hmm. Now He was on loan there. Oh, excellent. I believe. And then, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, he signed with the club. It was a six-month contract. Like this guy. Commitment. If you look. <laughs> If you just like go backwards, like Ostersun, Atlas, he was in Mexico, QPR, Lazio, Cardiff, QPR, Birmingham, and West Ham was back in 2015, obviously Manchester United before that. Like, what is this guy? Like, what is, why are we talking like about the, this guy? He's like the Steve Bruce of players. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, I've been waiting for this. Newcastle, official, nobody. Your interest is in nobody. It's it's so bad. Steve, by the way, for those not paying attention or choosing not to, they've spent almost as much money as Chelsea did getting Frank Lampard to get Steve Bruce. That's crazy. That is crazy. I, I don't... I, 
I don't understand, and, and this happens in every sport though. So I, I don't want to make this like a Premier League thing. Like it happens to every sport that managers just like get recycled. Um, I, I was really hoping it was going to be Pardew again. It, I was yeah, so right. yeah, exactly. And but he and he's in that list. It's Pardew. It's uh, Bruce, Tony Pulis, um, Allardyce, Allardyce. Like these guys just somehow they get this thing of like they know how to stay up despite the like the numerous times that they get relegated. Yeah. Like and, Martin O'Neill will make another yeah, appearance at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hodgson was going to be that guy, but he's somehow like sticking around at Crystal Palace. But like, you just and look at he this did list. well. Yeah, he did. He did do well. But, like, looks like a bird. How many teams do you think um, Steve Bruce has managed? Uh, all of them. It's eleven. Or Newcastle to. is eleven. He's managed both Sheffield sides. Huddersfield, Wigan, Palace, Birmingham City, Wigan again. So I guess actually it's not 11, it's 10. Sunderland, Hull, Aston Villa, Sheffield Wednesday. He's going to be another manager who's on, who's on both sides of that time side, Darby. Him and Big Sam. Right, right. I, I, I don't... I, has he also managed at Middlesbrough to complete the triumvirate? He hasn't, but then you're right. They're available. <laughs> I, I just, I don't... I really don't understand why... I don't understand yeah. why, especially before so Matt, a season. Matt Ritchie being a defender means nothing now. I mean, it didn't really mean. I, I, I know people were like getting excited about like a Rafa defense, although we've had we had that last year and it was garbage. So like, th- that team is well, terrible, and I I'm amazed that they're not in the uh, top three uh, odds to be relegated because. Well, I wonder what is that? What what is the case of that after Steve Bruce is announcing? It, I mean, the the odds are built in. Everybody knows that it's. Yeah. that it's happening. And so I'm trying to see to be relegated. There we go. Uh, sorry for those who don't use American odds, but I do. So here they are. Um, Sheffield United is minus 150. Norwich is minus 110. Burnley and Brighton are plus 187. Villa is plus 200. And Newcastle is plus 225. The next two are plus 450. So like it's basically those six that are probably in the relegation battle. And I can't believe... Newcastle has the best odds to stay up among that group. I really can't. With no striker now. Because they sold Rondon. Or, I'm <coughs> sorry, Rondon went back on his loan. So they got Dwight Gale back, who has a Gross. very clear <laughs> history of struggles in the Premier League. He's an excellent championship striker, and he should just keep doing that. Um, and they sold Yosulu, so they have Dwight Gale and your boy Yoshinori Muto. <laughs> that is that is a dumpster fire of forwards and yet here they are at plus 225 to get relegated on bet 365 <laughs> all okay. you mls fans are all you mls fans are going to have to defend miguel almiron so hard yeah right and he has nothing around him he'll look around and just be like man this was so much easier in atlanta right Right. He's like I had better teammates. I had better teammates in the MLS. Yeah, he might have. He might have. Well, he had a couple probably. Just not, MLS. Not by all. The way. Yeah. No the. Just MLS. Whatever. In in an MLS. No. And MLS. <laughs> I mean, he's the best player on the team, though, right? Uh, I mean, Miguel Almiron. Yeah, yeah. he's got to be up there. I mean, I mean, Jamal LaSalle's is also really good. Oh, I, he's I just mean, on like a real crap team. that we want to think about. Well, even still, right? If 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 LaSalle's was let's say a center back on Arsenal, he'd be uh, people would people would be interested 
in, in fantasy in prospect. Well, maybe not Arsenal. That's a bad example because um, they, they they're also a little bit of a garbage fire defensively. Let's say if he was the replacement at Leicester, right? Like I think people would for Harry Maguire if Harry Maguire moves. Like I think there'd be interest in there. You know, I, I, well, Jamal Lascelles is pretty damn good. Um, I think him and Rafa had some disagreements all, over some things last season, but you know. He's one of those players that's that's a little unheralded just because his situation is terrible. But I really like him as a player. I just think he's on the wrong team. I mean, whatever you need to tell yourself. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will continue to. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rudiger. Apparently, he's out for the first month or so of the season. Right, at least what I've been reading on Twitter. Um, of course, I read a lot of unverifieds on Twitter, so you may have to check me. But it's looking like September, right, is when he's going to return from um, from his surgery he had uh, at the beginning of the off season, beginning right. of the summer. Yep. Um, which adds now. Do you think that makes the water clearer or murkier for the Chelsea back four? Um, I mean, I think the initial expectation is like, oh, they can just slot Christensen in, but. They could use Espiliqueta there too, right? We, I, uh, then the first game they used them there, in the yeah. first preseason game they did. They also didn't win that game <laughs> um, against against a team called, and I quote, Bohemians. Hmm. Um, yeah, Ireland. Yeah, I think I think it'll be Christensen because that makes the most sense. Um, but and Christian and David Luiz, we're just assuming that it's David Luiz still at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At at thirty, whatever. Why wouldn't it be? I I'm with you, oh. but you know, the whole thing that the whole thing that we keep hearing is, oh, we're going to turn to the youth and David Luiz at thirty something. I, I think, mean, I know, I know you think that's overrated, right? But we're seeing a lot of mixtures of young players in these lineups with the more established players, which it's hard. It's hard to it, like Chelsea's got no. We haven't gotten any more indication as to how they'll line up. Of course, that's not going to happen probably until next week when they start playing the likes of Barcelona. We'll probably see a stronger lineup with quick hooks. Really? But, you know, we'll, no, I think we'll see at least like 20 minutes of a lineup that's kind of close just because against good competition, they're going to want to see how their players perform. Yeah. But it's not going to be like a 90-minute thing. It's like maybe 20, 30 minutes, then we'll start getting the subs on have a run out there i think what they call it right yeah that is what they call it um yeah i mean i guess that makes sense i just i don't know i see what was it i think it was the uh fpl reddit sort of subreddit that like people are like posting lineups from preseason games and it's like there's a whole lineup that goes out and everyone's like oh wow look who's starting and then it's like okay halftime 11 subs it's like what are we what are we learning here well, sometimes they even announce what the 11 subs are going to be. Like, we're going to do this in the first half right. and then this in the second half, right? right? So it's like... Right. Like right. Liverpool, everybody's posting Liverpool stuff when they're here. And it's like Mane, Salah, and Firmino did not travel. It's like, so what are we yeah. learning here? Yeah. Two of them had African Cup of Nations. Right. Right. And uh, Firmino had Copa America. It's true. Firmino, by the way, you know... Uh, Another another Bundesliga transfer in is what I was going to say, but also, you know, has he been like he he's been a great forward, but not for like prolific goal scoring. I think he's going to have a better season than Mane this year. 
Yeah, I, I, I ranked him, I think, higher than you did as a forward uh, this going into this season, and I, I thought so that was weird because like I thought like so I thought like you were been you would have put him like above. Like like I oh I put him as high as I probably could have because I put him just yeah. right behind the big three and I'm like no I'm gonna I'm gonna put him where I think like he is in the best situation he's in between those two guys you know you know he didn't score a lot that last year but it's got to be this has got to be it right the year that he actually puts twenty goals up or something like that but I mean you have him as eighth and I have him as fourth but yeah I think uh, I think my next update I'll move him up because um I think I was unnecessarily aggressive on some ahead of him and the more i thought like i actually think he will have a better season than mane i think you're much higher on mane than i am as well or not much higher oh yeah i have mane fifth so yeah i think i I, i'm gonna adjust those where um firmino will be higher and mane will move down yeah i i i have i just don't i mean i think that liverpool and city separate themselves farther this season from everybody else like no one got uh, no one got markedly better in fact i think some of the top six got markedly worse right you're starting to hear things like oh there's no chance united finish in the top six now wolves have clearly passed them i'm just like what wolves clearly passed who <laughs> united oh. i'm just like i'm just like it, but i mean but my point is is that the clubs that are in like fourth fifth and sixth are getting closer to seven than they are one two and three you don't think Wolves are better than United? I'm just kidding. I think it's close, though. I think it's close, but like, are you like when you say like, man, there's no way Manchester United will finish ahead of Wolves? I think you're talking from the 1960s. There's no way. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think <laughs> I think the the weird thing about Manchester United is that the the expectation is like they're obviously this huge club and they have these great players. Uh, but they're not as good as the others, and uh, as the other top clubs, and so you're like, oh, they're yeah. not that good. But it's like, and two other, yeah. but they're still and two other top players better than most of the league, and two other top players don't want to be there. Right. <laughs> that doesn't help, you know. Two, arguably, they're t- their best two players, but they're definitely their best player, and like their second, or, yeah. like no worse than fourth best player. Yep. 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 That that, that that's going to cause for some waves. Oh, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm happy that we're doing this every week so that we can always say, oh, yeah, sorry, our bad uh, on ranking Karen Trippier a day too early. It's un- unbelievable timing. <laughs> yeah, him and Chicharito. We were all excited about Chicharito in our rankings because Marco Arnautovic was going like, oh, we have the guy. I was No, we don't. <laughs> I was really not excited about Chicharito. Like, I... I talked to some a few people about my ranking, my uh, excuse me, my projections about this because I was like, I really, I need to find a way out. I need to distribute these West Ham goals somewhere else because I I really cannot give them to um, Chicharito. And I got like unnecessarily enthusiastic about Andre Yarmolenko because I was like, he's okay and he's not Chicharito, so yep. twelve goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's one more name. If I didn't bring it up, because we were, didn't get a chance to rank him because the transfer didn't happen, but Jay Rodriguez um, into Burnley. No. When you say no, do you mean he's not going to play, or no, you're not interested, or both? He's not in my two two o one. So what you're not. He... Let's say if we were re-ranking today, you wouldn't have him in two o one. I don't think I would. No. <laughs> 
Who's he playing? So you think that of? you think that Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood are going to hold down those two jobs in front of Jay Rodriguez, who, by the way, has already scored for Burnley in his uh, first preseason game with the club. Do they also play the Bohemians or? I think they played. I don't even care who uh, they played. Um, I, I think the only thing it does is that it hurts Wood and Barnes. It hurts all three. Right. Right. Like, I don't think he plays on the wing. Like if he does, then like if, if they sign Jay Rodriguez to take minutes away from Dwight McNeil, I think that's like such a gigantic mistake. I love Dwight McNeil. I think he's, uh, especially if you're in like a Taga league, such a hidden gem at the forward spot. Hardly hidden from DFS players. Thank you. You could, yeah, yes. You, you, you elite DFS players. I get it. Um, no, in DFS, is, yeah, because he puts in crosses and he yeah. scores goals and he gets assists. Yes, he does all those things. Mm-hmm. But, I was, but you really don't think, you really think that it's going to be like a forward by committee? Well, they were playing both you, Wood and Barnes for a while. Like, I think I think that's what they should do. And if J-Rod is part of a three-man rotation, like, what's what are you getting? Like, do you think the three of them combined for 30 goals? No, obviously not. But, I, I mean, I... Well, don't say obviously not, because, like, Wood and Barnes both hit double digits last year. Yeah, because they also played, I think, in thirty-four games apiece, something like that. Right, but that's what I'm it, saying. It, like, if if you if that the three the three of them won't play thirty-four, they won't get thirty-four games worth of minutes of starters minutes. Okay. You know, it, it, you, my I, I just thought that we would have a little more optimism about Jay Rodriguez. I'm a little surprised. I, I I mean, I think that I'm gonna probably put him in a little higher. I mean, that's a, looking looking at the guys I have at the end, I I guess. It's not crazy to think that Jay Rodriguez could be in the top. Like, I'm not going to put him in, like, Gabriel Jesus territory for backups, right? You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that, but, you know. It's... Do you put him ahead of Dwight Gale? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. The only yeah. forward on a team versus First a team. of all, that's not true. That is not true. There is another forward on that team who I like a lot better than Dwight Gale. Okay. okay. That's only because Dwight Gale is, like, the Mendoza line of – Premier League players. Do you put him ahead of Che Adams, your boy? No. Absolutely no. Okay. Not. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, where are we <laughs> no. going? Like, how far yeah, are you going? Well, I mean, I think I have Che Adams like right outside the top 100, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm just you do. I'm just thinking of like in terms of top forwards, um, like who is behind Jay Rodriguez? Among top forwards, none. Among among your forwards that you ranked, gotcha, right, gotcha. Who is he I ahead mean, of? I mean, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna put him in the more like Kalechi Ianacho, Tammy Abraham range, right? Like in the like the low thirty, like, like the low to mid thirties, right? Definitely in front of Chaz because Chaz has been banished, right? He's training with the under twenty threes for Southampton, mm-hmm. so he's done, right? You know, he's definitely in front of Shane Long to me. You know, it, it, which is not like Jay Rodriguez company. is definitely in front of Shane Long. Yeah, wow, that's not a great company, by the way. Like, I also disagree. That's not with like, it. You, you could disagree with it, but come on, how are, how violently can you disagree with the fact that we're comparing Shane Long to Jay Rodriguez, who are essentially the same person from the same tree of scouting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. 
Like we can't we can't get too upset about that. Let's be let, let, let's be real with ourselves for a minute. All right, that's not exactly the hottest of takes. It's pretty tepid. Yeah. Like like uh, I think the I think for me like right around Tammy Abraham Divacarigi range. Okay. Right. Like which is not to say like you know if given more playing time I think both of those players could be great. Right. But I think given more playing time Jay Rodriguez would be much more valuable. But I don't know if he'll get it. It's in that range. And to be fair, Burnley do not distribute their goals out very often. Like it's not like it's a ton of players scoring a bunch right, of goals. Right. It's a few, it's it's few players scoring few goals. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yashinori Muto. That's the that that that's the name to know <laughs> for Newcastle, and that's all you need to know about Newcastle. <laughs> that means they stink. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Just makes me it just gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about it. You got anything else? Because no, I'm I, no, I think I can't, when we get to Yashinori Muto talking spirited uh spirited talk about backup forwards for Burnley and Southampton, I think I think we've exhausted this week. Yes. All right, so let's limp to the finish. Thank you all very much for joining us on this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Be sure to catch us after our next update. Thank you, Ebony the Cat, for weighing in as well. We will talk to you again on the next update of the rankings of the Rotowire uh, Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.